Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. I hope you're enjoying your summer and getting some time for some rest and relaxation. In today's episode, we have a homily for Sunday, July 10th, 2022. Let's begin our time together with a reading from Luke's Gospel. Luke writes, Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? What do you read there? The man answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers, who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back I will repay you whatever more you spend. Jesus asked the lawyer, Which of these three do you think was a true neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The man answered Jesus, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of Christ May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. I'd like to begin today by reading the words of a song that might just bring back some nostalgic memories for some of you. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I have always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day, since we're together, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please, won't you be my neighbor? For over 31 years, a mild-mannered, sweater-clad man began 895 episodes of a children's show by singing these words to audiences throughout the world. One day in May 1969, 
Fred Rogers opened his show in his usual way, inviting all within the reach of his voice to join his neighborhood. As the show unfolded, Mr. Rogers explained how hot it was. Officer Clemens joined him on his lawn, and they dipped their feet in a children's wading pool to cool off. Seeing the two grown men sitting on lawn chairs, cooling their feet in ankle-deep water, might seem like an innocent way to teach children about sharing. But this episode aired in the spring of 1969, a few short months after the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The sight of a black man and a white man sharing the same pool flew in the face of Jim Crow laws. On one level, to any kid sitting in front of the TV that day, this was just another episode of a favorite TV show. It may have served as a gentle reminder about the importance of friendship and of sharing, but to many adults at the time, it would have served as political commentary. Either way, it was an example of Fred Rogers challenging what it meant to be a neighbor and to whom. We have a similar account in Luke's Gospel today. Jesus tells a story that has become a cultural touchstone, often referred to as the Good Samaritan. Now, to be clear, Jesus was telling a parable and not recounting a historically accurate incident. He spoke about a man who had been badly beaten by robbers. As the man lay unconscious at the side of the road, two members of his own faith group passed by and left him to his own devices. These first two were those who should have been most predisposed to helping the beaten man, and yet they didn't take the time. We're told that a third man, the one who did stop to help, was a Samaritan. Now, for centuries, Jewish and Samaritan culture had been at odds with each other. In Jesus' parable, the Samaritan should have been the last person to help the beaten man at the roadside. If anything, Jesus' audience would have expected the Samaritan to kick the other man while he was down. And yet, in Jesus' story, it was the least likely person who turned into the hero. You see, Jesus was using this story to redefine what it meant to be a neighbor. In our modern culture, we often still use the term Good Samaritan to describe helping a stranger in need. We may describe someone as a Good Samaritan if they help pick up a spilled bag of groceries or if they offer to boost a stranger's dead car battery. But this is not exactly what Jesus had in mind when he told the story. When Jesus first told the story of the Good Samaritan, he was describing someone who went out of his way, who spared no expense, to help someone who would normally be considered an enemy. In the original telling of the parable of the Good Samaritan, the shock was not that this man helped a stranger, but rather that he helped an enemy. Elsewhere in Luke's Gospel, Jesus is quoted as telling his listeners, But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. 
If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you tend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again in return. But love your enemies, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. This is what the Samaritan man was doing in Jesus' parable. This parable is not about helping strangers. It's about going out of your way to help those who might otherwise be described as your enemies. What does this mean in practical terms for us today? If we're honest with ourselves, even just for a little bit, we all have a list of people that drive us nuts. I certainly do. If I think about it, it doesn't take very long for their faces to flash before my mind's eye. This morning, I would invite you to think about the people on your list. How have they been battered and bruised by life? Now, I want to be careful. I'm not asking what they've done to you. I'm asking you to pause for a moment and to consider how they may have been victimized. How have they gotten to where they are in life? What would it look like for you to treat them the way that this Samaritan treated the man he found beaten at the side of the road? It's the easiest thing in the world to justify our own actions based on the slights that we've received. But that just keeps that wheel in motion, and we just keep rolling over and over each other. You see, the cycle of cruelty, nastiness, and abuse, the cycle of hurts and offenses that we all receive in life, will never stop until we choose to make it stop. Jesus asked the lawyer, which one of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber? The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus invited that man and us to go and do likewise. Amen. Amen.